Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the We Are Dolce Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean. Danny, how's it going, man? Um, surprisingly well. I thought I would be super hungover. Hmm. But that's what happens when you, uh, you know, instead of having to try to power through a, a beer festival of 11 beers by yourself, you uh, are with three other dudes and you split the beers. But yes. I also, like, made up for it by having multiples of one of the same cocktails that they recommended. That was pretty amazing. I might have to post the recipe on our Instagram page as a thank you to them for posting, giving it to us. Nice. It's like, it just tasted like you're drinking pineapple juice, but it had, like, two different kinds of rums in it. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> well, while you were drinking, I was up um, gaming, playing some Destiny. Dude... I was, we were trying to do one of the raid challenges. I just wanted to like, I was, it was on the verge of just putting, grabbing my head and trying to throw it through a wall. Frustrating. <laughs> Cause it's like, don't get hit by this, um, boss's certain attack. And we found out like it's super buggy. So like if it like hits one of your supers, that's just like laying around, it'll count that you, you, you were hit. So it's just like mad frustrating. And then the number one first world problem, Danny, um, the trying to figure out the perfect blanket to non-blanket ratio, trying to fall asleep. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, sheet blanket, too hot, sheet, just cold. Like, where's the where's the fine line? Yeah, this this week is like weird. Like I like looked at your weather and I looked at a friend of the show Man Things weather in a uh, Retsoft, New York, mm-hmm. and I uh, my weather fucking is weird this week. Not and, and not because it's like cold, but like last Monday was ninety. It's supposed to be. It's like been in like the low mid sixties all week, mm-hmm. and then like Thursday and Friday is supposed to be like ninety five. Yeah, like that's day, a little bit on. Yeah, one day it's supposed to go from 66 to 84 in one day. <laughs> that's pretty terrible. <laughs> it is. Oh. Yes, like, but I also, but it could, I guess it could be worse because some places last week it was like in the 70s one day and then the next day it snowed. Mm. I think uh, people in our, uh, disc, in our uh, Destiny Discord were victims of that. I think it was like in a, <laughs> Arkansas, North Carolina, one of those states. Yeah, dude, so. we're everywhere. One of the one of the guys that joined up, uh, Greg G. Uh, what's it called apostrophe Reg. Um, he um, he's down in Louisiana. So nice. Yeah, we Met, saw... see if he can send you some beignets. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so we're, we're all over the place. Speaking of uh, people being nice enough to send us things, Sean, mm-hmm. we're drinking a beer that was a gift from someone important to you. Yes. My Faja sent um, in the beer packages to us uh, a beer uh, from Fremont Brewing called Dark Star. It's a coffee, cocoa, vanilla, barreled age um beer and man it is 
It's going to be intense. It's an Imperial Oatmeal Stout. Um, and this, and it seems like they do yearly releases. So this year, it was a blend of the 24, 18, 12, and 8-month eight, eight bourbon barrel age Dark Star and 7-12 year old Kentucky bourbon barrels. So, Yes. But and it's nice too. They also have like the malts and all that stuff. I guess so. If you're like really into that nerd type brewing stats, then you got all that, so you know what you're uh, drinking. Exactly. And also, you're, you know, even though he he wasn't he 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 is uh, either promised or or threatened to send me beer. He this did not come from him. He told me that he sent it to you, and he's like, yeah, you should go buy it. And I was like, all right, I'll go buy it. Yeah, I, had listen, I, had, I had to listen to Faja. Faja knows best, right? Exactly. Um, Fremont Brewing is up in Seattle, Washington, and this 2021 release is 12.5% ABV. So it's hot, like yeah. like super boozy. Did you take the time to like take the wax off? I didn't have to actually. It was like surprisingly easy. I found like a little like a uh, um I guess weakness in the wax right under the bottle cap. And so my bottle opener fit under there and I, like mm-hmm. I gave myself like 10 minutes to open it and I opened it like immediately. Unlike the beer last time I had a bottle with wax on it, it took me like 15 minutes to open it. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing. I took the bottle opener and I, I, I found like a spot and then I just pulled it to get it to like cut some of the wax and get underneath to grab the, the T te- the, uh, you know, the ridge and then just was able to pop it pretty easily. Yeah, I have a, a pretty heavy-duty bottle opener that um, I basically, in a roundabout way, stole from Marlboro Cigarettes years ago because I was at a race event, and they had, like, the Marlboro girls out in front at different points, um, mm-hmm. you know, in their uh, booty shorts. Like, they're basically, like, the the Hooters outfit in a way, like, it's, like, booty shorts and a tight shirt, mm-hmm. like, saying, hey, do you want to take the survey? And so the guy I was with actually smoked Marlboro, so he took the survey and said that he, uh, you know, filled it out truthfully. And then they gave me one, and I'm like, I don't smoke. And she's like, yeah, just fill it out. And I'm like, all right, how much do you smoke? Two packs a day. How much this, that? And so I filled it all out, and I ended up getting, like, three tickets to a few uh, races at the track. <laughs> races at NASCAR. And then I got, like, a, a couple, like, free gifts in the mail. One of them was the bottle opener. So I didn't even have to, like, do any cutting. I just took the bottle opener, found, like, where I was able to reach the teeth and just popped it off. <laughs> the wax is just image an obstacle that's funny but yeah that's, it's it's fun to get free things from <clears throat> companies that kill people <laughs> I guess that's one way of fucking putting it <laughs> oh wow that's funny yeah it's um Definitely taste the the coffee and the, the it's like I don't know about how much vanilla I taste, but I think I might have like a a weakness, a deficiency in the ability to taste vanilla because in a lot of beers I don't know if I it's like oh it's got vanilla in there and I'm like yeah I taste the chocolate more than the vanilla, but I also know the vanilla is like super expensive so if there's a lot of vanilla in there and I don't taste it then I feel bad for the brewery brewery for wasting all that money. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Your thoughts? Hmm. It's a lot, it's a lot smoother than I thought it was gonna be because I didn't really think it was that. I didn't think it was like that. All that. Um, 
bourbony when I smelt it. Like I've definitely sm- has have smelt much stronger um, bourbon barrel beers. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty good. The maltiness of it, I get, but I'm sure that's pretty the 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 malt the oatmeal adding extra maltiness to it. Yeah, that that um that creaminess that you're getting is definitely is definitely the oatmeal. Um, I yeah, I mean I'm I'm I've never been like a huge vanilla pick person to pick up like the vanilla in a beer unless it's like overly powerful. Or, like, the main focus of the beer. Right. But it is pretty good. Yeah. Um, they do other, like, they have, like, other releases. So, yeah, pretty much, like, they have, like, a barley wine and different releases every year. So the one advantage of Bottle Logic is that they have, like, at least this year's and um, always have this year's and, a, and some, for some of the releases, they also have last year's releases. Mm-hmm. As well. Okay, that's not too shabby. I do like the symbol of the brewery, though. Big old dragon. Yeah, it is pretty, uh, pretty cool. With the holding, like, the box. Mm-hmm. Malt. Very brewery appropriate. Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> No, but definitely, I mean, from a for a for a barrel aged stout, I mean, I think it, I think if I think if you definitely want a more tame, a tamer bourbon flavor, this is definitely where you want to go. Um, I think it gives it, I think it gives the beer some nice notes without overpowering it. I think like some breweries really like to amp up that bourbon barrel taste. This one is a lot milder, which I like uh, because I feel like the bur- like high bourbon ba- barrel flavors really like hinder the beer. At least, and I believe that. I think it, it's it's almost like why don't you just go drink bourbon at that point? Um, right. But no, I I I definitely would recommend this though to people. Yeah, it's definitely like like you were saying. Some breweries like they'll barrel age something, but they want it to be only about the barrel. But then some places it's like hey this is our beer that has been barrel aged taste the beer and enjoy the barrel like notes on it but don't but it's not just going to taste like you're a mm-hmm. you know drinking the barrel exactly like i had a i had a plum sour last night that was barrel aged um it was a wild ale and um it was like the same thing like it it had it was in oak barrels but it just complemented the beer. Like, it gave it some nice notes. It wasn't like it was like you didn't, like, drink it and you were like, ooh, funk and oak. Like, oh, God. So it was, it, it was a nice um, it was a nice taste to to the beer. Right. You want you want it to be, like, a complementary flavor, not... It's like when people make one, like, ask one, one thing they're interested in, their whole personality... As opposed to, like, it just being something they're interested in, like a hobby. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of uh, making uh, something you're interested in your whole personality, Sean, there's a new event in Destiny causing some drama. How dare you, Danny? How fucking dare you? 
I feel like every time we talk about Destiny, you just come up with some kind of quippy way to bring me down. I mean, I'm not wrong. Don't bring me down. I saw somebody post on Reddit a long rant about how basically the new uh, event is basically a non-event and how uh, how lazy the developers are for re just reskinning old content with like mediocre rewards. Or is this the drama you're talking about, or is this other drama in addition to the drama you're talking about? I guess uh, there's other drama besides the. Uh, I guess the event. Um, I know. I know uh, some people are bored of the event already, but um, I mean, it is a, a free event for the season. I don't even think you have to be a season pass holder to do the event. So. Um... I just don't. I just do. The only thing I really know about the event for sure is the best class one last week. <laughs> so what they did was last year they they tried to come up with like a for, a balanced formula and it ended up not working. So the Titans uh, won every day except one day, and then this year every time like the cl- a class loses, they get like a ten percent bonus next time. Like um like they get like ten percent more per. Um, you know, um, what you're saying is entry. Yeah, basically. So the hunters have won, I think, every day this week. So I don't know if they won yesterday. It looked like the Titans were starting to level things back out. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, I I think it's like it's just like the event i itself isn't i don't find it all that you know amazing or anything it's but it's like in it's just like an easy cheesy event i think uh you know kind of based off like olympics a little bit so um i know they didn't replace they didn't make any new guns or anything for it i think that was kind of part of why people are upset about it as well um and like even the only like special thing about about it was is you could join a strike with only your class running beside you and you could get you could help your guys get stuff for bounties so i mean even that wasn't that great but the rest of the time like some people are like it's boring it's it's boring to grind i'm like you basically get medals for just fucking playing the game like i don't know like <laughs> it's not i it's not that boring of a grind because you could just go, hey, I want to play Crucible, then go pick up the Crucible gold medal uh, quest, which is very easy, and then just go play normally. Like it's not, don't, it's not complicated. Right. Like, um, I mean, that's this is where like the the, I guess the negative side of it, and not just being a first per, uh, shooter game, but also being an MMO comes into play, because any like MMO you it always hits that lull point where there's nothing to do but grind. Exactly. You know, like when uh, Final Fantasy XIV first came out, like, well, I guess not first first came out, but when they came out with version 2.0, when they fixed all the bullshit, mm-hmm. um, people played it, and it was like a week later, like, all right, I already beat the, I beat the main story, so what do I do now? <laughs> and they're like, well, go, go play the in-game stuff and get gear and stuff. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And it's like, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, go play a different game. They're like, yeah, yeah. but I don't want to do that either. 
Yeah, that's how I kind of feel sometimes. Like I've been, I've been, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to play comp, and then I'm also um, doing last wish challenges so I can get the last wish um, title. So it's like I have stuff to do in the game. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not grinding out all the season pass like bounties and stuff, but like I beat the, I got the chosen title, so I got that so easy enough. But yeah, sometimes it's just like. Man, it's just an MMO, man, and and we're already like two seasons away. Uh, we're basically going to enter the third season from the yearly drop. Like, like it's gonna start hitting down points because there's just not much content in the seasons. Right, like because um, like even Final Fantasy, like they'll they seem to have like it seems like every other release is like the big one. So they'll have like, you know. Uh, content release where there's like some stuff and then the next one will add way more story or something else and then the next one's kind of a little bit stuff and then more and the next one will have way more content so do, do they charge for the content like the content drops then oh they pay but you pay monthly right for 14 yes. and then it kind of works like it's it's like it's it's you pay monthly but then also when they do like major um releases you pay like how destiny how um mm-hmm. We just had to pay for the new uh, major release. Yeah. How much is the monthly? It depends on um, what you want, but um, I think it's. I don't even remember. Like, it's been so long. I've been like playing for like well, not playing, but subscribed for like six six years. It doesn't even feel like it, but I need to get back on because like, I'm not. I'm like behind like a few expansions or because they'll do like release two point and then they'll have two point one, two point two. And so on, and then they'll do a few, like, usually five or six of those where they release content. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do 3.0 and then 3.1, 3.2, and so on. So they're up to 5.5 right now. Oh, wow. And I'm still, like, I think I'm, I'm basically still on, like, the 5.0 story stuff. <laughs> so I'm, and it's, been, it's one of those things, like, uh, I saw somebody post a tweet. It's like, video games need a adult mode where it's like, hey, it's been uh, a couple months since you played, um, Here's the buttons you need to push to play the game. <laughs> and like it's Final Fantasy, it's, like, it's more different. It's more, you know, it's different than just like getting the right weapon or whatever. Well, pew pew, you gotta like attack in certain combos. So you gotta push like, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta do like stab, stab, and then and then from a certain, you know, and then you got that'll set up a different stab, which will, you know, do more damage if you push this stab. So you gotta, you gotta like push the buttons in the right order. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. It's been, like I changed my uh, my hotkeys, my setup, mm-hmm. my controller, like a week before I stopped playing. So like I didn't even relearn it because I had it set up before from basically muscle memory. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, like um, I but I did like in the game I bought a house and um, I you know I, I guess you know to quote you know Austin Powers I too like to live dangerously. Um, I wait until I get the email um to tell me that uh. My house is considered abandoned because I haven't played so long that I, I, and if I don't like go into my house, then they're gonna automatically demolish it so that somebody, <laughs> another like, somebody who's actually playing has a chance to buy a house because there's limited plots of land. Oh, and wow. so I like I got the email. They usually give me about a week, so I got the email and I'm like, I kept forgetting. I kept for, and then I, I'm like, oh shit, I have to do it today because tomorrow's the demolish day. And so I went in, and it's like your automatic demolish. You know, this house is no longer considered abandoned. The abolished timer has been reset 
And I'm like, oh, good. But then the, like the next day I woke up and checked my emails and I had an email. Your house has been demolished. And I'm like, no, what? So no. Just to make sure. So that kind of might have put the fear of God in me a little bit about losing my house. <laughs> and, Can you uh, imagine, you know, like, Destiny have a, have a house? Well, like, you don't, like, like um... Like you're not shit out of luck if you lose a house because there's like a uh they made an NPC where you can go and like basically they'll give you back like not all the money you put into your house but like a percentage of it and any of the stuff that's like like limited like or rare from events that can't be replaced. Mm-hmm. So you'll lose a lot of stuff, but not everything. But you'll Would you put it on display. Money. What's that? Do you put it like stuff on display? Well, that's what the house is for. Yes. Nice. So you get like like paintings and different things like that furniture, stuff nice. like that. Oh, okay, fancy. It is. Super but yeah, friend of the show, Matt thing, and uh, another one person, that, friend that we play uh, Final Fantasy fourteen with, uh, Chunkabee. Um, they were both giving me a hard time about like waiting so long, like oh, basically well. playing the demolish procedures. They're like, what well, <laughs> if you don't see the email? And I'm like. I don't know. Like, I've never not seen the email. They're like, yeah, but what happens if you don't? And I'm like, well, then I guess I'm screwed. They're like, yeah, you should not play. Like, that's, that's you're playing a dangerous game. <laughs> that's the secret. He likes to live dangerously. I, too, like to live dangerously. Yeah, so if your event, if your drama wasn't about the event in Destiny, what is your drama about, then? The new transmog coming next season. So for those of you that don't know what this is, because I didn't really understand it either, you basically could take old armor and turn it into a skin, basically. So that way you could cover your current armor with that style of another armor. It's a fully cosmetic thing, and um, I guess other games do it. I don't know, does Final Fantasy XIV do that? Yes, because for that hot minute, you for that like thirty seconds you played and quit because you couldn't figure out how to use the emotes. <laughs> you're like, I can't wave. I, I, this game is horrible. I I don't want to ever play it again. Meanwhile, you're like, hey, come into this high level raid that's like a hundred light levels above you. Oh, and you can't you keep dying, and you also you you've never done this before, and you don't know where to go to jump. Hey, hey, that wasn't me. That is I, was, also- I, I did not attack your jumping. Really? Because that time when um, you and um, the Upside Down Land girl did the thing with me where it was like, why do you keep dying on one hit? And it's like, oh, that's right. You're like a thousand light level below the minimum requirement for this event, for this area. Also, jump over here. Jump over here. And then I finally made it and I got pushed off and you started laughing at me. I probably laughed. I figured you were higher light level than that, though, because I saw you were playing. You've been playing a while, so. I just assumed, bro. I just assumed you were high enough. But then, but then you play Final Fantasy fourteen, and you're like, I'm like, dude, let me get home, and I'll, I'll walk you through it, like, like you know, a, a friend does. And it's like, I get there, and you're like, I can't, I can't uh, do the emotes. <laughs> I like, not even home, you're texting me. It's like, how do I emote? How? I'm like, dude, don't worry about the emotes. Just play the game. I'll get, I'll be home soon. Yeah, but I don't know how to. You know what? This game sucks. I can't figure out how to do the emotes. I'm but you did well. You did see my character, and at the time, you made fun of me because you said I look. I was wearing like the sailor outfit, mm-hmm. even though it was like a. Um, I was wearing like armor, but then there's a way to um, make your armor look like something else. So I made it look like a, a sailor girl outfit, and you're like, you look like Sailor Moon. Also, and maybe that also might be another reason why you quit. I don't know. <laughs> Emotes and me look 
Sailor Moon. <laughs> like they gave us a notice that we have until like May 11th to um, destroy all of our um, the the colors. Mm-hmm. Because like basically like to get to collect the the glimmer and whatever from them, or else basically we're just gonna lose them. Yeah, they're basically they're redoing the the way you um, add shaders. So that basically, once you unlock it, you unlock it. It's not like it's a, uh, it's not a, um, a are, big are deal anymore. A little bit, I, because some of it is that um, if all the shaders that you buy from the Eververse caught, they it went up to two hundred fifty uh, bright dust instead of fifty, but. The tra- because I remember like, in Destiny 1, like, if you got a shader and you used it, like, mm-hmm. you still had it. And then they made it where, like, it was um, a consumable where if you had, like, five shaders and you used them, then you were out of that shader until you got more of it. People yeah. were pissed about that. And then they were going back to the old system and people were pissed again? Uh, they were the, – the only part of the shader they were mad at is that the Eververse shaders are going to cost more money. I don't I – don't, I get – I don't know why they're angry about that. Um, but the most of the drama is coming from that you could only make like four sets of armor per season from through the transmog system, and you have to grind for materials to do the transmog system. Well, you know, one of the things that Destiny suffers from, and I don't know why they've never implemented it. Because literally every single MMO in the history of MMO has it, mm-hmm. is a a player based economy. Mm-hmm. Like, because in Final Fantasy, like you need um something. You can't just like on a whim decide to like make your um armor look like you know a sailor girl. You have mm-hmm. to have um stuff to do that. Um, but you can earn it in game, or you can like. I think it's, you can make it. Like, you can craft... Because there's no crafting system in Destiny either. Correct. It's like... Like, they're doing, like... Like, they want to be MMO with the grind, but they don't have a crafting system, and they don't have, like, where... Because that's one of the things in Final Fantasy, how people make money, is they'll make stuff, especially, like, when a new patch releases, like... They're like, oh, man, this is going to be... Like, this one. For Des- perfect example, Destiny, the new transmog system. Whatever that... Um, material um, is. Piece of material is that you need to change your uh, armor... The people that are high-level crafters, they'll go out there and, like, start farming immediately from, you know, to f- whatever they need to do to make it. And they'll make it and they'll put it up on the um, the store, like the marketplace yeah. for the community. And in the beginning, it'll cost a ton. But then as you um, – as the expansion goes on and more and more people get it, the price drops. But the few people that the – ha- the people that can take advantage of it right away make a ton of money. Mm. And so, but and I guess there's no, there's no economy in Destiny outside of the Glimmer system. So I don't know. Maybe they have to sell Glimmer, but the fact that they limit, they cap you at what two hundred fifty thousand would make Correct. that system kind of sand or bullshit. Yeah. So, I that and that's one thing I've always thought was weird about Destiny. It's like they tout that it's a, uh, not just a shooter but also an MMO. But there's no MMO economy. There's no it doesn't there's no community to it really other than the events. Yeah, I think you have uh, yeah events, and then um, there is a lot of multiplayer um, things that you could play. So, 
I mean, I think there but is aspects, but yeah. But like they do that in Final Fantasy, like the dungeons are all multiplayer and um, the raids and all that. They have the raids and they have different things, but there's no like you can't like um like in Final Fantasy, like if we were in the um like we have a free company, so the free company can build a house, and they have mm-hmm. a feature where if you don't want to buy your own house, you can buy a room in the free company. Gotcha. And hang out there and stuff. So it'd be like with us, with our um, clan. We'd have like our clan house, and if people couldn't uh, either afford to or had no way to buy a house, then they could just because that's what I did. I had a a room at the at the at the at the free company. So I don't know, man. They need to they need to make more community, and not just events, but just community in general, where there's a reason for people to jump on and just kind of hang out. Like, yeah. That that's that's where it kind of super lacks in the, its MMO qualities. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, the uh, this new transmog system starts next season. A lot of people are not happy with it, um, just due to the fact of how much work it's going to take to do to do. Um, and I even Iggy and the clan was posting. He's he wants to do like literally um close to 50 armor sets he wants to transmog so i mean i don't i only want to really do one if i can but otherwise um i don't really know what else to do with it try to clear i'm trying to clear out some vault space <laughs> well, the other thing too is um like in final fantasy like in destiny that they don't have in final i guess that they don't have a final fantasy is where you can um level up your the light of your armor mm-hmm because, like, in Final Fantasy, if you get something that's, you know, low level, but you like it, it's not like you can, like, use, you know, level up that armor. That armor's always going to be at that level. So as you progress through the game, you'll get higher level armor. And then at some point, you're like, all right, well, I've got the highest level armor, but I really like that low level armor set. So I'm going to make my high level armor look like that low level armor. Mm. Versus, like, Destiny, like, I'm, I've got a set of armor that I like, and I just basically consume it, consume the new armor. Yeah. And it's at the current level. So there's it, like it doesn't seem like there's a need to do the transmog system in this game, other than they, they're trying to make it more MMO-esque. Yeah. I think I think some people just get certain roles and they wear armor because of the role, you know, the stats roll on it. And I think, you know, yeah. but they want it to look like something, another armor that you could get. Like, you can't make it look like raid armor. Um, that makes sense. Like, you get so, to roll on, like, the event armor, but you want it to look like the raid armor. Yeah, and I don't know if you picked this up, Danny, but um, this, the last set of armor out of the season pass is usually high stat. So if you feel like you're ever, like, suffering from low stats, you could always look at that, that, look at that armor. It's usually uh, above 60 you know, the, the only the one good thing I will say about this event is it's gotten my like I don't know why I've just never done strikes. Yeah. And so like every time I like every time I like pretty much so far every time I've done something it's like oh I unlocked a triumph and it's like complete the strike complete the strike and I'm like oh I guess there's no need to fear strikes because the strikes are actually fun I just need to like I guess the next step is doing raids because I've I've never finished a raid. Yeah. No, the one time guess. I started to do a raid, you you pushed me into a raid when I was too low of a level again. You're, it seems to be a pattern forming. And then, <laughs> like the people who are in the raid, I'm like, 
But they're like, I don't, and then they basically like they were patient with me, but they yelled at you. They're like, why did you bring him in here? He's too low level, as opposed to, why are you in here? Because they knew that like I was dragged along with you. So it was fun to hear you get yelled at for my mistakes. That's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was too. That's too funny. Yeah, I do. Um, we could definitely do um, a raid. I think I got. I don't. I gotta look at the levels, so that way we can get an idea. Yeah, my well, my light level is like thirteen twenty ish right now. Oh, oh yeah, then you could do all the raids now. You're basically almost at the all... highest you could be. Yeah. So, are you? Is your armor and weapon drops like thirteen ten? 13.8? No, I haven't. I, like, just, I have a couple that are 13.01, but everything else is at, like, 1,300. Wow. It's just, my, um... Your fucking seasoned... Relic. Your, your relic is fucking out of control. <laughs> yeah. You should like, be without fine. my relic, I'd be at, like, 1,300. Uh, you should still be fine at 1,300, so... Yeah, so I'm at, like, 13, like, 15, 13, 20, somewhere around there with the relic. Okay. Fair so, enough. oh man, so I finally watched this movie I've been meaning to watch, Sean. It's a uh, starring uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson called mm-hmm. The Hitman's Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Basically, like they want to take down this um, the leader of a Russian country, like a uh, one of the Russian offshoot countries. I think it's Belarus, played by Gary Oldman, and. Basically, anybody that they want to testify against him gets either they get killed or their family gets killed or like they get discredited. And so find out that there's a hitman that he tried to hire that basically has a grudge against him. And that's played by Samuel L. Jackson. And um, Ryan Reynolds plays a uh, like professional bodyguard. And so it's pretty funny because, like, right, first of all, Ryan Reynolds plays the straight man to, to Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. Just over the top antics, so that's one good thing. That's because neither of the, both it's it would kind of be might get a little annoying if both of them tried to play over the top. Like Samuel Jackson tried to play, you know, Samuel Jackson and uh, Ron Reynolds went full Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> but he does a straight he does a straight man really well. Like if you've seen any of his um, commercials for his like uh, vodka or his uh, cell phone company Mint Mobile, um, just that low key like. Uh, sarcastic humor that he has like there's one scene um where uh basically when like all all shit's going wrong um he's at this bar drinking and there's like this massive gunfight going on around him and the bartender's like freaking out and he's like basically complaining to the bartender and uh one of the things he says was like and he single-handedly ruined the word motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) that's too funny (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I didn't I don't know why I necessarily didn't watch it sooner, but um, it got pushed to the top of my list watching it because they're making a sequel. Um, basically, his wife Samuel Jackson's married in the movie, and he's like super you know in love, and he puts himself in danger a couple times to try to like express his love to his wife. Mm-hmm. Um. And so at the at the end of the movie, um, like basically he's gonna te- like like when they try to discredit his testimony, he's like he's gonna take a deal. Of course he's gonna testify in the 
the prosecution's like, um, yeah, we're not giving him anything. Um, personally, the only thing he wants is his, uh, his wife to be released. And the judge is like, oh, yeah, well, then we'll allow it. <laughs> um, and his wife's, uh, his wife's played by uh, Salma Hayek. Mm. So in this movie, basically, Ryan Reynolds um, has decided he's going to, um, in the sequel, Ryan Reynolds is going to take a break from being a bodyguard and kind of just, like, relax. And then as he's, like, relaxing on the beach, similar scene, like, in The Hitman's Bodyguard, he's chilling, and this huge gunfight breaks out around him while he's just on the beach, on the beach chair drink, having a drink. Um, and then Salma Hayek's character shows up, and he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm on vacation. <laughs> and so she, she needs help um, to protect her, both her and Samuel Jackson again. So uh, part of me is like, some movies don't need sequels, but I'm actually kind of excited to watch the sequel of this movie. I don't think I don't think there's anything that Ryan Reynolds can do wrong right now. He did um he did tweet out that his uh his kid is um in love right now with the song Baby Shark. Mm. And uh, he's like, I have the perfect remedy for that. Apparently, his wife uh, Blake Lively started in a movie where she gets attacked by a shark. So he's like, basically, he's he said saying he's gonna make his kid watch that shark movie where his, his mom gets attacked by a shark, and hopefully that'll make the kid never want to hear Baby Shark again. <laughs> I mean, funny. it sounds like it like it can't go wrong, right? <laughs> no, not at all. And then um. Another trailer released called um, Riders of Justice, starring uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Um, like, on the surface, this movie looks similar to Taken. Um, Mads Mikkelsen is riding on a train and with his family, and the train gets blown up, and somehow he's the only survivor. You know, plot armor, movie magic. <laughs> but then um, he meets up this basically this group of nerds, and they're like, well, we know who, who did it. And he's like, all right, point me the way. And he goes and he, like, kills some of them. And they're like, whoa, whoa, you never said you were going to kill anybody. And he's like, what did you think we were going to do? Like, shake their hand and, like, ask them to say they're sorry? <laughs> and so it looks like like a pretty good revenge movie starring Mads Mikkelsen, who's a pretty uh, intense actor. Um, he even made, like, he made uh, his villain uh, character in um, Doctor Strange pretty crazy and intense with those crazy bleeding black eyes. <laughs> um, they, yeah, I haven't Marvel, seen that one. You haven't seen um, Doctor Strange? No. It's, I mean, it's fits the um, the Marvel first movie formula to a T. Mm-hmm. It's like Iron Man with magic, basically. Iron and I don't know if that's a bad thing, but at some point, like, um. You know, as good as the Marvel movies are, you do have to admit that there is a very much, you know, paint by color of their um, first movies. Yeah. Um, paint by number of formula where they have where it's like, all right, here's the here's the character. Here's the main character. He's not that great of a guy. He has a redemption. He uh, he has some problems. He decides that he's going to use his power for good. He saves the day. Yay. He tries to wrong? run away from his responsibility, and somehow it realizes it is his responsibility. And he's going to do a stand-up job. Well, dude, I thought you said you never watched Doctor Strange. <laughs> They're lying to me. <laughs> you, 
pretty much described Doctor Strange to a T. Like, I thought you said Bam. you never watched it, man. Bam. I Maybe I did. Maybe I knew all along. And, you know, exactly. Like, if you really don't want to watch the movie, I'll have to find the, um, like, guess the, because uh, even the final boss scene isn't necessarily a final boss scene. He basically sets a time loop with um, Dormammu, Destroyer of Worlds, who, again, follows the same, like, Marvel formula. Well, I guess not Marvel, but the same thing they did with the first, like, the Galactus and Fantastic Four and whatever that was supposed to be in um, the Green Lantern movie and then the first first Hulk movie where they took a insane villain and just made them into, like, like cosmic fog. Fog... Dude, people are afraid of the but, fog. Uh, yeah, so he's going to destroy <laughs> Earth, and he has his followers, play, and one of them is played by Mads Mikkelsen, and so there's like he sets up a time loop where he's like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain, and Dormammu kills him, and then he comes up again, and he's like, wait, I just killed you, what happened? And he's like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain, and he kills him, and then he comes out again, Dormammu, I've come, and he's like, wait, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I've set an um, endless time loop that, that only I can end. Um... So if you kill me, I'm just going to keep coming back until you talk to me. <laughs> Boom. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, like, unless you basically accept the terms of my offer, you're going to be, you're stuck here forever in this endless time loop. And that's how the <laughs> movie ends. Wow. Terrible. So I guess, I guess people can't complain that all Marvel movies end in, like, huge, like, CGI fights. Sometimes they end in huge CGI conversations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> um, but you know, as we're as we're like you know mocking them a little bit, they did release a couple trailers. One of a movie, another one a TV show. So, uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, it's pretty funny. People are talking about how it's like. Oh, finally, Marvel's gonna have an Asian superhero, and then people like show other characters that have been in Marvel movies, and it's like, wait, do I not exist? <laughs> um, Pretty much. I mean, my impressions were it was like, it's like, it looks like it's gonna be the the new Jackie Chan movie, like person, like it's kung fu. There's comedy. Like, it looks like you're there to have just a fun time. Like, it's probably not going to be the overly complex story or anything. But you're just there for funny, for some funny clips and some right, good, like, and um, good kung fu in action. Right, because that's another Marvel thing that they, like, seem to do get better than DC because is mixing the comedy in there. Because um, even in the comics, there's, you know, the... The characters, you know, are a little quippy with the comedy, um, and unlike unlike DC, that felt that like, you know what, that uh, Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds, that was an amazing movie, and it would have done well if it wasn't so funny. That's why nobody liked it, is because it was funny. Bring in Scott Snyder to make nothing ever funny again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least not intentional. Some there's a lot of accidental humor in DC movies. <laughs> yeah, um, but then Shang Chi. He his um he was basically created as an homage to Bruce Lee, so there's going to be a lot of martial arts in this movie. Mm-hmm. Where is is he? So he is a Marvel character then. Is, does he just not partake in anything? Because I don't even really know who he is. 
Well, that, that sounds pretty white of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, and I mean, to be fair with Marvel, like when um, they risked a lot by making Iron Man like the first movie in there, you know, to branch out into the whole MCU because before, you know, Iron Man came out, like if you went to, you know, um, uh, basically like Target or any place like that and they, any other Marvel stuff, it either had like Spider-Man, Hulk, or Captain America. Like those were like the big three before the mm-hmm. Iron Man movie came out. Correct. So, and like nobody, like when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, like nobody knew who were they, who they were, and even people were making fun of them trailer it's like wait a movie with a talking raccoon and a talking tree this is gonna suck mm-hmm. and now they seem to be like one of the more beloved characters in marvel so yeah i don't know what like it's there's some fringe characters like shang chi squirrel girl and stuff like that where like marvel almost only releases comics of them to prove that people don't want to read them it's like they'll <laughs> give them like two issues and it's like oh well our numbers aren't being met. We're going to go ahead and cancel that. Hmm. We tried. So, we tried. We, we gave you two issues and nobody bought them. So we're not going to print anymore. And it's like, well, yeah, we kind of figured you're going to cancel them. That's why we're like he- hesitant to buy them because we don't want to get like two or three issues into a ongoing story and then never have a closure. I mean, we're, I mean, it's not like we're reading a Kevin Smith book. Oh God. <laughs> At least like, the last few books he released, like Marvel and DC, both um, knew his Probably. shenanigans. So they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna print the first book until you're done with like basically writing the story for the whole story." Because of what happened with, um, uh, I know it was Black Cat. I just can't think of the subtitle of it, where it took him like years to come out with like the final issue. Mm-hmm. So I know he had like Batman Cacophony, and there's like a couple other Batman books where. Like he even talked about it on his podcast, where they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll give you more Batman books, but we're not going to print the first book till we know we're, you're at least starting to write, if not finished writing the last book in the six issue arc." Both <laughs> the White Geyer is the other one. That's like Cacophony and Widening Geyer, mm. which are both pretty, you know, solid books. Yeah, because he was going to write but, the ongoing story of uh, Green Hornet. Yeah, and they yeah. just turned that into like a little mini series too. Well, just like uh, John Favreau was supposed to do like a six-part Iron Man book, mm-hmm. and uh, he only got one issue out when he got pissed at Marvel and stopped. Not only did he stop directing like Iron Man movies, but he also uh, stopped writing the comic because he wanted to make uh, Fin Fang Foom the villain in one of the Iron Man movies. Yeah. And I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard rumors that Fen Feng Foom is supposed to show up in Shang-Chi. Interesting. And so is the Mandarin. The actual Mandarin, not the whatever was in Iron Man 3 Mandarin. <laughs> was this before Disney bought Marvel? What was? What? When he, movie? when John left. Because he's over in, like, he's still working for Disney. Like, he's he's over in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> right, but he's not doing Marvel, so... Um, um, I mean, he's doing something, he right? He made... He, he created one of the, the... One of the... One of the better Star... Up, you know, Star Wars series. 
you know, that's not part of the old, old. like, because everybody, you know, nobody has been super on board the Star Wars train, except for, like, the cartoons, Uh, like, the movies, the the movies get trashed all the time, but everybody loves Mandalorian, so, I mean, he's doing something right. Do they love the Mandalorian, or do they love Grogu? They probably just love him, the baby Yoda, but I love Mandalorian. It is the way. It is the way. Uh, and then, um, God, I, I can't wait to watch the Boba Fett series. I kind of was a little disappointed that Boba Fett was a little bit of a bitch in the, uh, at the end, but I get it. It's life dead. I'm, I'm, I'm moving past it, but it's just like, I can't yeah, wait. But he paid it. his life dead. He went back to Boba Fett his way to as normal. Yeah. I can't wait to see what, what all that looks like. So I know you got to wait till the winter yeah, time though. Yes. It's given us renewed optimism and the potential of having good star Wars. Oh man. But another trailer Marvel released is a Hulu original. And like, you know, when they kind of bought out, um, all everything they bought, every, you know, and like they made out, came out with Disney plus. One of the things people are talking about is like, so are they good? Is everything just going to be for kids on Disney plus? And like the rumor was like, well, Mar- Disney, it's like Disney Plus will be for kids and Hulu will be for adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, this show seems to uh, confirm that theory. Uh, they have Patton Oswalt, who apparently is now is a, only a voice actor ever since he did um, Ratatouille, <laughs> and he also did um, the, the 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 imaginary friend of the Netflix TV show Happy. Mm. Um, he's doing the voice of beloved. Marvel villain Modok. Yeah, it is a pretty. It, the trailer is pretty all over the place, but it did seem pretty funny. Yeah, they're saying people are saying that this is like Disney's response to the Harley Quinn series, where they're trying to like take a character that's a little weird, make them weirder, and make it adult. Like, I like the scene where he's like, his wife's getting like wants to like they're like talking like getting a divorce and stuff and. She's like, well, who's going to tell the kids? And he's like, I will. And he's like, look, kids, don't tell your mother I said this, but she's crazy. And if you tell your mom that, then it, this is going to be one of those divorces where it is the kid's fault. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, you know, they show him before he hit her, and he just like had a fat head. Yeah. And she's like, the mom, like he's all down. Like I'm, I'm mis- I'm horrible. I can't do anything. And she's like, "Look, if I can push your that head out of my vagina, you can do anything." <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty ridiculous, but I do gotta say, like, I hate. Um, I'm not a fan of Harley Quinn anymore. So I please, please don't let it be that way. <laughs> the new TV show. I I can't even stomach to even turn it on. I just can't. Really, because I've heard nothing but good things about it from people that don't hate life. So maybe that's why you won't like it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I just I just can't stand Harley Quinn anymore. But not because of the show, but because of your own personal uh, Suicide Squad biases. Yes. <laughs> I can't stum- I can't stomach to try it again. And her character does sounds and does exactly the same thing, so I don't know how much hope I have. But she does make out with 
animated Poison Ivy, so there's that going for it. Got that going for me, which is nice. So exactly, know. we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. So um, I was actually surprised to learn, Sean. Like this last week was the final episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought there was like more of the episodes because I know um, WandaVision had like eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a guy at work with. He's like, "Yeah." On Friday, he was like, "Yeah, um, today's the last episode." I'm like, "What? I thought it was like eight episodes." Hmm. So and, what? Uh, how many episodes is this? Six then? Seven? Six. Wow. Six. Maybe it costs too much to um, make these episodes. <laughs> right. Um, it's funny, like. You know, people are talking about how amazing WandaVision was and how mediocre or whatever that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. But then also there's people that talk about how Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the best thing that Marvel's ever made and WandaVision wasn't that good. So it's it seems like if you like WandaVision, you might not like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I say why not both? Why not like both or hate both, I guess, depending on your own personal views. <laughs> um, I mean, the one thing I will complain about is um, it seems like the new Captain America went from being like a good guy to being a bad guy to being like kind of a good guy again. But I don't know. People were saying like they gave him a redemption arc and I'm like, I don't know if he got redeemed or not, but he did <laughs> end up as a U.S. agent, which isn't much of a spoiler if you're familiar with the comics. A U.S. Cause you knew that was where it was going. What's that? Like a, the, like a villain, right? Or no. Yeah. Like in the comics. Yeah. So he comes out like in the armor, in the suit, I mean, in the U.S. agent costume. It looks pretty good on screen, and then, um, which you know, if you know, there's not going to be an absence of Captain America. So Sam ends up as Captain America at the end, and his suit looks pretty amazing. Mm. It's more uh more white with um, blue and red highlights as opposed to the other way around. Um, okay. But yeah, and, and they announced based on the I guess the show did well enough because they announced that they're going to start making um. Captain America four, with those with the basically with the cast of the show. Oh wow! Well, maybe they just were planning that anyways. Or do you think they're waiting yes. to see the reviews? Or maybe they're just planning. They were planning it, but waiting for the show to end to make the announcement. That would make like sense. ending on a ending on a high note, so people were excited and they're like, "Oh, hey, well, if you're excited about that, then check this out." Yeah. Oh, but, look, um, it's Captain know, America 4. You might want to watch this prequel. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the one thing I'm kind of talking about, though, is, um, like, Lego made a couple sets for The Mandalorian, right? Because everyone loved Baby Yoda, and they wanted Lego Baby Yoda. I guess but so. they didn't make any Terrible. Legos. They didn't make any Lego sets for uh, WandaVision. Hmm. And okay. so that doesn't bode well. I, re- I really want, like, at least one Lego set from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because I want... Because they actually made Baron Zemo in his, like, full, like, ridiculous-looking, like, comic book costume look cool. With that, like, trench coat with the fur on it and the purple mask. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, I want a Lego version of Baron Zemo. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. I need this. I need it more than they wanted Baby Yoda. <laughs> you need it more than a white girl needs Baby Yoda. Exactly. Oh man, I just, I just, I'm just thinking like I just wish Marvel wouldn't toy with me like they were Miss Nagatoro. Man, did you watch the third episode? 
I did this morning, yes. Oh my god. I my faith is renewed in the anime cuz I thought they were I felt like the first like two episodes they just made her kind of like a fucking jerk <laughs> and not like actually I unless you just kind of picked up on the cues of of, you know, her bashfulness, but oh my god, dude, I just laughed so hard during the scenes on the third episode where like they start her friends start to toy with them. And they go for, like, the head pat, and she just, like, freaks out and grabs the hand, like, no, no, you shouldn't do this at all. Right, like, it's like, that's one of the, like, I guess the, the, if there's any redeeming quality in the manga is, she's picking on him, but then she kind of, like, I don't know if she develops feelings, but she definitely feels that, like, he's a good guy and probably doesn't deserve to be completely treated like shit. And so it almost seems like it's not her goal to, like, at some point her goal changes from just purely like tormenting him to almost like teaching him to like stand up for himself. Cause she does like stuff wanting him to like say no. It's like, dude, yeah. just say no. Like it's fine. Like, yeah. And so I saw um, a meme. I'm sure you saw it. Cause you fall. That's how you find, you find all the shows, the anime memes where <laughs> um, it's like um, sexually harasses senpai then gets all mad when Senpai does, and tells Senpai to do it back, but then gets mad when he does. <laughs> Pretty much. I like the uh, double sus as well. As well. Yeah. So, she's like, like at least in, the, like in this episode, like you said, she's definitely starting to like realize maybe she's going a little too far with this guy, and like he's not, he's not, you know, a normal dude that she. Mm-hmm. She's not. He's not the dude that she normally uh, um, appro- uh, meets at school. Yeah. I did like the the scene where um, like he went to the restaurant to be alone, and then her and one of her friends showed up with a couple dudes, and the dudes both um, tried to hit on her, and he just she just shot them down, and like especially the dude in the band, and he's like, oh here, check out my music, and she's like, yeah, dude, it it sucks. I don't know why you want me to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, she's so much more colder than just mean. And like, yeah, and the so main character is like, like super pit, like almost like weirded out or upset that she didn't like rip him apart. Like he can't like understand that she picks on him because you know she actually kind of likes him. Yeah, it's weird. So and 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 I mean he did like his conclusions might seem a little right where he's like, oh she she figures out what your weakness is and attacks that as opposed to picking on everyone the same way. Because, like, both the guys, like, she talked to the one guy, and he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and then the friend came back, and that's when he's like, oh, check out my music, and she started, and he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, too. (laughs) Oh, man. She's so mean. She's so mean. Don't toy with me. Don't toy with me. So, I've been watching an anime my one of my coworkers recommended called uh, Hmm. Burning Kabaddi. Yep. It's a sports anime, which, you know, there's a baseball anime where, you know, some of the plays, people were like, oh, man, this is just too ridiculous and over the top. Like, this stuff wouldn't happen in real life. And so they somebody put together a comparison where it was like, oh, here's here's these plays in, in the anime that you said would never happen in real life. But here's the play in real life where they literally took it from, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's a sport where it's like it's been around forever, like. Once, once, like one in a billion things, ha- one in a billion odds things happen, 
every once in a while, enough to happen where you can probably fill a season of an anime. And so Burning Kabaddi is a sport. It's like a weird mix of like dodgeball, tag, and rugby, right? Yeah. Would, would that be how you describe it? Did you watch it? I did not get to it. I haven't. Um, I only got to the last one on the list. Okay. Um, so basically, like the sport, like there's seven players on each side, and so all seven playing on quote unquote defense, and then there's one person that they pick on the other team to attack. And so you go. The point is to go over and without taking a breath, and so you have to like keep chanting Kabaddi over again so that the, the referee knows you're not breathing in. You have to go over and try to tag as many people as you can. And yes. once you tag them, it starts a thing called the struggle, where you basically, like, you have to get back across the, the halfway court. Even if you just, like, get your finger across, it still counts. And so you get a point for everybody you touched. And if you touch somebody and got a point, they're out until their team scores again on defense. or on. And, and the way that works is... Like, if you touch somebody and you go to run back and they just tackle you mm-hmm. and hold you until you run out of breath, gotcha. then they get a point on defense. So you don't want to be so, touched, but as soon as they start running back, you could go over there and tackle them. And if you really want to, like, be, like, ballsy, you can tackle them without them touching you. But if, like, you miss the tackle and they touch you, you're, like, basically on the floor and you can't do anything. So, gotcha. um like the main character is like a like a was a nationally recognized high school soccer player, and you know he they kind of show him having issues with his teammates and his coaches and stuff, and he decides he moves schools and decides he's never going to play sports again, and so he uh like the captain from the soccer team finds out where he lives and stuff and shows up and begs him to join the soccer team and he's like no I hate sports, and then somebody from the the kabaddi team shows up and basically coerces him to show up to at least watch a practice. And so he ends up, like, realizing, like, that he doesn't hate sports. He hated, like, the bullshit drama that came with, like, the soccer. And he, so he kind of starts taking it pretty seriously. And there's a pretty cool feud between him and the guy that recruited him. They're both, like, freshmen. They're the only two freshmen on the team. Like, he's kind of a short, like, dumpy-looking guy. And so they thought, at first he thought he was weak, but then he grew up in, like, farm mountain land. So he's basically just like stocky but nothing but muscle and then they all like in another episode they find out that he has, he's the only one on the team that has a girlfriend the guy's like oh yeah he's with how he looks his girlfriend's gonna be nothing to look at and they, they see his girlfriend and everyone on the team's all pissed because his girlfriend's like hot <laughs> um but the next episode is like they're gonna actually have their um first official match so far it's just been scrimmages and practices and stuff like mm-hmm. and explaining the sport oh gotcha um, and they do a pretty good job of explaining the sport. Like, if you watch this, you'll almost become an expert in playing it. And so, the most recent episode, my wife was in the room watching it with me. Um, and so she's like, this is real? And so I had show, I had seen it before, but I went and found it for her. They have clips on YouTube of, like, tournaments. It's big in, like, Japan and India are the two countries where it's a huge sport in. Oh, okay. But... Uh, Real quick, so I watched this an episode of this, and then I watched an episode of I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years. You watched uh, um, one episode? I watched the most recent episode. Oh, episode uh, you three. Know, the episode. Yeah. Yes, have you seen it? Yes. So, like, this episode, you know, it's like, this episode lived up to that anime meme where it's like, 
shows when I'm alone shows when other people are in the room. Right? <laughs> so like the first couple episodes are like whatever cutesy, but nothing like, like, you know, there's no, like that doesn't really fall into the anime tropes of like, you know, boob jiggles and stuff. And this one, they introduce an elf character and literally as soon as they open the door, it's like, they zoom out on the boobs and it like literally the word pops on the screen jiggle and they show the waist tight and they show the ass more jiggle. And so like every time she's on character, they start like at her knees and like pan up and everything like her ass and boobs are just jiggling constantly. Like they're like on some sort of machine. Exactly. And my wife's just looking at me and I'm like, I swear to God, this isn't what the show's like. <laughs> they, they just can't, you can't get away from the, uh, the fundamentals. That's all I gotta say. Right. And so yeah, so my wife was just like silently judging me, and she's like, you know what? I'll give it to you. The show is cute and it's fun. It's a good show, but I'm like, I swear, like, if you like, whatever happened without her on the show, like without her character, like that's what the show is normally like. It's <laughs> not. Uh, that is true. Like, hopefully, it's just like a one-off episode. <laughs> Or just one off with that character. Yeah, it's like the uh, it's and I've seen it multiple times, like on anime memes. Like a girl's playing chess and she makes a chess move, but her like boobs jiggle because of it. It's just like it's science, <laughs> physics. Yeah, I saw this um <laughs> video. This guy was going back talking about how horrible um High School of the Dead was, and that was one of the things he talked about. It's like the girls like take a step. They talk. They breathe. Whatever they do, it makes their boobs jiggle. Yeah. Oh, man. And with that boob jiggling, it is the end of the episode. Thank you guys for hanging out for another fun-filled uh, episode, of course. Make sure you follow us at Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Podcasts, and all your favorite places. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can see what Danny's drinking on Untapped. And make sure you write us some reviews. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, tell people that we're funny, even though you may not agree with the fact that we're funny or not. We don't care. We'll take some pity reviews. <laughs> it's like when I'm, twi I'm on Twitch and they say, you want to be famous? Pay for likes. Um, they like subscribe I just don't feel like that helps you I don't care no what it doesn't saying. especially and like the Instagram like people the programmers have figured out that like a lot of people have like way too many fake um, accounts following them and so they changed the algorithm to be seen so it's not just getting likes now you have to get like save your story your, your post and comment on it and this and that so it's just Oh man, it seems like too much work to be Instagram famous. Even though, based because of what happened at the uh, with the last night's beer festival, I am an influencer. I thought I only convinced one person to buy a um, tickets, but I convinced two people. So I'm a double influencer, Sean. Look at that! Look at you go, bud. You were just getting out of control. Exactly. So I'm hoping uh, for the next festival we can get more people to buy it, and then. I'll know more people in the chat. It'll be fun. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, we should do... I don't even know why we're talking while we're still doing the podcast. We should do our own 
on the uh, with the clan. We could, me and you could pick out beer a bunch festival? of beers. Yeah, we could do our own beer festival. We'll do a MOPR beer festival. We'll buy a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> Send it out to everybody. <laughs> we have to limit the number of people because I don't know if I want to spend a thousand dollars on beer. True. Well, they have to. Uh, you have to. You have to buy in. You can't. Just, it's not a. It's not free. Nothing's That's free true. in life. That makes. Nothing is no free. Yes. All right, even everybody. The, even the even the, even the stores where it says take a penny because sometimes you have to leave a penny. That's not free. <laughs> I don't ever take a penny because then I would have to leave a penny someday, and I don't want that on my conscience. Exactly. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want that burden on your conscience. Exactly. Uh, all right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Later. Later, skaters.